dum dumity dum dum dum. <laughs> you dum dum. Welcome to the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tonkinson. And I'm Frank Cole. And this is episode number nine, recorded Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. How you doing, Frank? I'm good. Episode nine, Redux. Because- Nine dash two. Yeah, nine dash two. So nine B. <sighs> yeah. So I still don't know what the heck happened. And, you know, so we just went through a whole bunch of paranoia checks before we got started here just to make sure because the recording for last week got totally foobarred. It was garbled. It was. Yeah, it was. It was tinny and robotic. And I could not for the life of me figure out what it was. Uh, I know we did a quick sound check before we started. I almost want to do it again. (laughs) That's that's how paranoid I'm being. Well, I think what we ought to do if if we're if we're taking a paranoid route is just fire the audio engineer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably <laughs> the best course of action. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so that's funny to me because you you do the audio production uh, right. and handle the recording and the soundboard and all of that, and then I do the um, I do the back end stuff, the, mm-hmm. the servers and the feed and and all of that kind of. It's kind of our distribution of labor. So I think audio engineers just garbage. We need to get rid of him. Bring somebody <laughs> else in, maybe that can a do the job well and also has like a good personality would mm. be a nice thing. I think mm. for the dynamic here, you know. While so we're at I, it, what I'm saying is we're not yet in the double digits. I'm already trying to squeeze you out. That's right. My point. Right. Well, while while we're at it, well, honestly, depending we because we were talking about it, I you know. We could be in the double digits, but somebody is all anal retentive about numbering and orders. And if they saw a missing nine, then (laughs) they would like lose their crap. So unless we started at zero, you can't have 10 episodes and the last one be nine. Yes. All right. It's not zero. We did not zero index the show. No, I guess that's probably on us. We'll probably have to go. That's on that's on you, because remember, I stopped. I don't know. When did we stop doing it? Remember, we used to say, oh, is the episode zero? We used to print it, you know, say the leading zeros. We don't do that anymore. Uh, oh, uh, I get, well, you didn't, I will. Oh, maybe I don't. Uh, yeah, okay. you didn't. I mean, we're only right. nine episodes in. You're already like breaking paradigms. Here. I'm already breaking. Yeah. Or, or okay. 10. So no, every so other wanna, episode will make sense. And then so if you the wanna, off episodes will be wrong. Well, that's, that's fine. fine. I mean, if you want to, and if you want to fire the sound engineer, that's fine. While we're at it, why don't we find an IT guy who can rub <laughs> TF, T, Terraform state files together between his two brain cells and make them function inside of, I don't oh, know, a week. That took. So I know your company, uh, your your company is really deep into um, DevOps automation. Into, it's it's yeah, all automation, automation and security. Uh, it, do a lot of cloud DevSecOps and things like that. Yeah. And, oh, and, uh, and just as a well, okay, vomited so, in the back of my mouth. All right, so just just meta, just a brief meta conversation because we, you know we've been doing this now for a while, and I'm I'm sure some some people will probably ask because we talk about work and everything we do is work. Like the topics are all work related. We have both studiously avoided saying company names, which Mm -hmm. is kind of silly when you think about it in the sense that, well, I mean, I can just, I can go dox you and probably find out where you're at in 30 seconds. Well, I'm plastered my, my personal website, my LinkedIn, it's not a secret. Exactly. And it's not a secret for me either. The reason, I'm not sure we ever talked about this, but the reason that I don't do it is because I want the show content to be fundamentally separated from that because mm-hmm. because they didn't sign up for this and I'm not going to incorporate them into yeah. it. You know, when I write 
something. And I also, I, to be honest with you, it's a pain in the rear. I don't want to have to disclaim. Every time disclaim I say it, something, yep. I don't want to have to disclaim, yep. oh, this is my opinion and not, you know, reflective of my, right. oh. Yes. No. So there's, so there are good reasons for not doing it, even though you could yeah. easily find it out. And that's, yeah. that's fine. I don't care about that. It's right. just, it, it's just a separation. It's of about concerns. making a clean it's, break. It's a clean exactly. break. It's exactly what mm-hmm. it is. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. work totally applies and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So anyway, yes, we do the, 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 the buzz term would be dev sec ops. Yeah. Uh, it has gone through a bunch of different things. There is a, th- there is a, there, there. I don't like the terminology generally. And we, have, I don't, we have bandied about with a couple different uh, things. We have, uh, we've done things. We've talked about uh, ourselves as lean security. We've talked about going cloud native. Cause a lot of what we do is moving companies from colos and things like See, that. Now there's into, a buzzword that I think actually me as, as some weight cloud. It does native. Have some, I yeah, think it does. that is a Yeah. That's a worthwhile thing to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DevSecOps is a thing, though. Here's here's the thing. It, it is 100 percent a thing. What no, I'm people, not arguing it's not a thing. That's yeah. But it, what people think it is and what it actually is, that's the I think that's the problem. Well, and that's where I that's where the blood starts to shoot out my nose is when I hear people talk about. So we run into this a lot where um, people talk about having to hire a DevOps engineer and we even in 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 our in our pricing we'll even you know we lay our pricing out as you know you hiring a, a devops engineer and uh what uh the the problem is devops is not its own thing devops is that that bridge point where development meets operations any of those any of those natural touch points the most obvious one is where code goes from development through the code repository and out to production in the operational environment yes, right? right this is devops yeah right so but the thing is that's not a role in and of itself a true in my opinion again separation here because i'm sure somebody at my own company would disagree with me in my opinion devops is not an individual or an individual role it is actually a uh, a collection of uh, it, it's a it's a multidisciplinary skill set that one person can contain. I would argue you and I are both actually DevOps experts. I started my career in IT. I shifted over oh, to yeah. software development, and I can do the whole thing soup to nuts. You can do the same thing. So it does happen. Except apparently, get a Terraform build. Except apparently, Terraform. Pipeline. Right. This is know, beyond me. It's like yes. ba- yeah, it's like starting a you know you couldn't figure out how to start a fire if you if you were given a monkey a calculator. It's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um. That to me, though, that's the exception. Most times it's a team. You have operations people with developer uh, developers assigned together as a single unit, and they are working collectively towards the same goal. So, you know, the goal is put this application in production and maintain it. And they're on the team together. And so there's this you have to break down that silo between development and operations and uh, and security too. Security is another one that uh, yeah, but that but comes it's, into it. So I th- I have, I have, I have an article coming up about this. I've been writing. I have a long piece. I'm, yeah. I'm writing about this right now. I have a different perspective, and I I do have. Well, your on perspective my team, is wrong. Okay. I, well, of course it is right. But I'm just all right. Let's do this. Let's fight. Um, I actually have by name uh, DevOps engineers on my team right yep. now, and you're already um, failing. I'm I'm sorry. And I agree. I'm going to need you to come I, to my office per- with your stuff in a box. <laughs> On Friday, come to my office on Friday afternoon. I'm going to have HR. Bring all your things. HR, well. HR, don't just, sweat just it. Chat. Just a, don't just worry. a conversation. Yeah. I bring a box. Um, <laughs> I think 
<laughs> it's and I, you know, that's not my preferred. What they really are, they're really automation engineers, right? It's really automation okay. is what they're doing. They mm-hmm. they build and maintain the uh, software foundation for the application development organization. We have uh, 100, 150 application developers in my company. Mm-hmm. Um, these these DevOps engineers build and maintain uh, the software that powers the SDLC. So the ticket management, the the repository management, the build management, the release management, the security management, those pieces mm-hmm. of kit, mm-hmm. those are selected, procured, implemented, supported, and maintained by the team. And then they also write all of the scripting glue that helps, you know, get things from one place to the next. So my, I think that automation is, is probably the more correct term, but I agree there shouldn't there shouldn't be anybody in your company with the title DevOps because that's that's wrongheaded. That's putting it in a box. What what DevOps actually is, it's a it's a correction. It's the beginning stage of a larger correction. The reason we have DevOps is because Dev for so long was isolated in its own little box, not taking inputs and not sharing outputs with anybody else. Now the biggest gap, because you and I both agree software development is not an isolated activity. It necessarily both produces and consumes information that is relevant to security and legal and operations and IT and support and mm-hmm. infrastructure and finance and accounting and literally all parts of the business all the if things. you're producing a technology product or platform or service, right. period. It is it is the central point of the business and basically has a spoke out to every other business unit. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest gap, though, isolating development in its own little thing and walling off that communication, the biggest and most obvious and most painful and costly gap is with the operational group, the IT ops group. And so we said, oh, no, we have to get better at communicating. We have to get, and in my mind, it's it's kind of three things. It's, uh, it's, it's better collaboration across units, it's shorter cycle times, and it's automation. Right? Those are kind of the key, starting with that communication piece. The biggest, most painful gap was with IT ops. And so in, in, in the short term, in this, this phase over the last decade, We've said, no, it's DevOps. And then somebody realized, oh, no, but but security is a piece of that equation as if it wasn't already. So now it's DevSecOps. And somebody else said, well, but business development and sales pipeline, I mean, that matters because you got leads that are coming in. They're offering market feedback. You need to put that into your pipeline so that you can uh, you know, make, make code. Ch- okay, so now it's, I've seen, um, I've seen. Uh, biz dev ops. I've even seen biz dev sec ops, right? It's so in our, in our pursuit. And this is a, this is a trigger for me in our pursuit to be inclusive. We wind up building a larger explicit list of parties who are involved well, rather right. than just saying we're going to take an integrated collaborative approach to this and not single people out by name because everybody's got a seat at the table. So when we start to branch out from DevOps, okay, yeah, in my mind, that just includes all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then people feel left out or leadership doesn't do a good enough job at making sure business development or security or finance or people ops, whoever are involved. And so now we're just making longer acronyms. It's just, it's absurd okay, at, on, on the face. Okay, so you have two, it's, there's two, there's two things inside of there. First, I mean, the, your, the notion of attaching, you know, small monikers for individual groups to this, this ever growing chain. Yes, that is ridiculous and it's stupid. Absurd. Eventually you get to the point where, wait a minute, when did we start misspelling business? Like when, when, when did, 
eventually everyone's in there and yeah, that's what a company does. So why the hell are we doing this? And so that's, that is absurd. The notion it started with dev and ops. It was that interplay between those two. They are, they are natural. They're, they are naturally, yeah, they are natural counterparts to each other. They have points of interaction that because they're, they are fundamentally different yet related they cause friction and the notion was let's reduce that friction and the way at one point in the technology landscape it was the same guys uh but 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 it was the same people building and deploying and managing that it was all one team and then as we grew in our maturity as an industry we realized oh there's separate things here building the things and running the things are kind Mm -hmm. of require different specialties and what happened was we separated we diverged those two paths and we separated the things that needed to be different, but we also unintentionally separated a lot of the stuff that never should have been in the first place. So like we we divided responsibilities, but we threw the baby out with the bathwater when we did that division. And so now we're trying kind of. to bring them back together where it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yes, I, I think there was, I think. There was some specialization that happened there as well, uh, you know. Right, you, you, you separate because of the specialization. That's that's my point. And so, and I'm I'm actually agreeing with you. So, so the dev and the ops piece, those do need to be reunified because we we separated them too much, and we specialized them too much, and we never right. we never kept as an industry over the broad trend of decades. We separated and specialized to the point where we lost effective communication and collaboration between the two. That's where you get the joke about throwing code over the cube wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's just that's just companies naturally, you know, segmenting and 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 siloing. And you know, you see that in between you see that between sales and marketing teams, you know, as if they are two different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. the slightly different focuses doing the exact same thing. Um, so it's it's I think that's more common. Um, but my my point was, I mean, that's where the moniker came from. That's where it started. Right, and that's right. really where it should end. It should We should not be expanding upon this. I make an exception for security because security is another one that notoriously has gotten isolated into its own silo, which I think is just fundamentally ridiculous. There is zero, zero reason that you should have a security department. Anytime that you have a, a a security department, those people are are no longer building the infrastructure and managing the infrastructure, building and writing the software. And that's where security happens. When you have a dedicated security department, you end up with one thing, and that is security wonks who like to wax poetic about security policies and rules that the developers and the IT people should follow and how they should actually be implemented and then honestly haranguing them to follow these policies these are these are things that need to get done don't get me wrong i'm 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 being a little tongue in cheek here security folks don't get super offended here it's 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 more about uh how 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 you are how you position security people inside the organization by putting them in this silo and removing them from the day-to-day work they're left with just the policy and the and the procedure and the and the rules, which is important, but that's really only half the equation. Security is building solid, uh, uh, secure, uh, solid infrastructure in a secure fashion. It's writing software in a secure fashion. It really is things as simple as accounting for cross-site request forgeries and cross-site scripting. You know, scrubbing inputs before you do a SQL 
query to avoid injections. Like, that is yeah, security. But you, I mean, okay, and, but you, you call it something, a rose by any other name, right? You still have compliance and governance activities that are more security than they are everything else that have to get done. You, yeah. you have to have security. I'm not programs. saying they don't have you to have get to done. have policies. You have no. to have. Who's going to do that though? But I, no, I'm not saying the security person is going to do that. That's not the problem. The problem. But I is thought you said we didn't have one of those. Mm, mm, but that's no, I'm, that, I'm, I'm saying I'm, you didn't I'm have pushing it. you here because I want to see exactly what I'm you're. I'm going to push you back. I mean, like, I mean, this is we're already. It's like already, already round fighting. three. Oh, this is round this two. This is like round I, two or three. I mean, we keep going here. So. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't get done. I'm not saying it, it's not important. What I'm saying is it's only half the coin. The other half of it is the actual interaction, uh, uh, the actual implementation of secure infrastructure, of securely so well-designed So you're code. using hyperbole and, to say not that you shouldn't have a team correct. dedicated to thinking about this, but to suggest that when you do that, there's every temptation, and you and I have seen this time and time oh, again in reality. Gosh. What happens is everybody else stops worrying about it, and that's where you make the you. Mistakes. Well, two things happen: everyone else stops worrying, which is absolutely wrong. I see this a lot when I'm. Yeah, I would agree with that entirely. Oh, a, that's somebody else's job. Well, we're having a meta discussion right now about um, security awareness, both for ourselves and our engineers, and for our our customers, and. Mm -hmm. It's important that everyone remember this is the I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with the, the the compelling case. So this is actually a good mental exercise. We're coming up with the compelling case for our staff and our clients. That uh, security is a thing that you do. And what the stigma that a lot of engineers, both operational uh, IT operations folks and developers have is, oh, I do operations. I'm not security. Oh, I do engineering. I'm not security. No, you are the front friggin' line on security and you need to start thinking that way. And so that's why I like to use really simple examples. So for example, have Chris, I'm going to do this with you. Chris, have you built a web form before? I have. You have. Has that web form had inputs? Yes, it has. Have those inputs then been fed into a record somewhere in a database? Of course they do. Okay. That's my job is to build these things. Now, before you take that record from this public-facing insecure form and drop it into your highly sensitive and well-secured database, meaning public, insecure, database, secure, it's your thing, it's important. Before you do that, do you say, I don't know run it through whatever language du jour had, you know, the scrubber to remove questionable uh, characters or to oh, escape yeah. we, them? We remove all question marks, all semicolons from everything as our standard policy. Yes. Okay. Congratulations. You are now a security specialist. Here's your card. Okay. Like that's, that's it done. You are, you are already there. And that it's really that simple. It, it starts there and it gets more elaborate from there. And you so you miss you miss an opportunity there because I thought you were going to bite into it and say, yeah, you're involved in security and you just failed. Right. Well, the well, mindset okay, is, how? oh, yeah, we we do a thing to our inputs. And so we're secure. We don't have to think about it. Anymore. Oh, OK. So you went a different right? way. All right. So there's. Okay, so two two angles to this. One, yeah, we, to, we were doing a bit, and then I I I took it in the wrong direction. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you you went you went a different way than I did, but th that's yeah. that's okay. Um, uh, so there's there's two things where we can, we can actually talk about both of these. So that, first yeah. of all, I'm trying to lower the mental bar for engineers mm -hmm. in general who think, oh, I don't do security. No, you absolutely freaking do security. You are security. 
You are the number one part of security. The policies are great. The enforce that's those are things that need to be written. They need to be enforced. But you're the one that actually does it. So you absolutely are. Yeah. Security. The problem so is, and I'm 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 with you 100. There's no qu- no right. no well, two I, ways about I it. I we you are aligned on this. The problem is a lot of organizations in reality, you don't have the staff for that. And what I mean by that is you have just enough people to ship the features. And most companies don't ship the features they want in the timeline they want, let alone have to have the developers conscious of all this other stuff Uh, that they're necessarily involved in. No, 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 no. I totally disagree on this. If you are writing code, if you are writing good code, security, the 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 act of making that code secure is a prerequisite for writing good code. If your code is insecure, I don't Who care. Who said anything about good code? What, not, not, <laughs> I so, mean, there's your, well, no, we've no, already no, diverged. I, You're talking about the hypothetical uh, team that does everything right. And we're always going to no, no, align no. on that. Well, right? I'm talking in reality, you and I have both seen in the past organizations where you barely have the staff and and there is a difference there is a difference between shipping a feature that works on the happy path and has problems with firefox and ie but works great in chrome so please just use that only and a team who's got the bandwidth and the capability to produce quality code on time every yeah, time yeah so no that's again, different I'm, no i'm going to i'm still i'm still going to disagree with you here so like for example the oasp top 10 uh yeah why does that exist if what you're saying is true well that's exactly this is my point the, well that's exactly my point is that it's a it is the it's the most and i i know we I can't remember what the acronym is. We'll link. We'll link the list. It's Open it. Web Application Security Project, I believe. Mm-hmm. Every three years, they publish the OWASP top ten. Uh, for those that don't know, which is the which is the list of most common security vulnerabilities they find when they're looking at web applications. Mm-hmm. So SQL injection, cross site scripting. Now they recently reach. They change a little bit. They're not naming those exactly anymore. They're kind of. Um, uh, they made the more generic categories. Um, Damn, but, son, made me look stupid. I am owning you, you fat, bald bastard. <laughs> That's a fun one. Um, <laughs> so so it used to be SQL injection and cross-site scripting and uh, insecure object reference. Now it's like, oh, injection attack or, you know, uh, you know, the more generic categories that subsume generic the definite you know, Generic yeah. definition so that it's not platform or technology specific. The, the vulnerability itself really doesn't change. The nature right. of the vulnerability right. doesn't change. The terminology and maybe some of the implementation of it change. But yeah, other they moved, than that. Yeah, they, they consolidated into categories to be a little more inclusive. And I think it was a wise move. Oh, for sure. No, it makes yeah. it makes all the sense in the world. So yeah. back to our back to our fight here. Mm-hmm. The um e- even a um even a a basic junior level engineer m- in my opinion must be aware of these things and must write code in as uh, let's say in good faith working to uh avoid <laughs> these common agreed issues. agreed okay so it, so that is that to me is a baseline requirement and any yeah. basic junior engineer can learn that and if you're not doing that you you are in my opinion fundamentally not writing good code and i do not i, I disagree with your Agreed. the notion okay so then maybe we're not disagreeing but i disagree with what i thought was your notion that 
well, I'm not going to worry about that. I have to push this feature out the door. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like pushing well, no, the so feature again, out the door again, is what making sure again that- is versus ought. It ought to be the case that everybody's involved in the security process. It ought to be the case that it's not just this isolated team that thinks about that and we don't right. have to worry about it. It ought to be the case that developers are concerned with every commit. What is the security implication of this new code that I've written? Yes. And, and it's in fact, both, I think in our, in our respective roles, it's both of our jobs to, to a lead in that direction and then be on the back end enforce that it's being done. Mm-hmm. No questions there. Okay. It is the case that the, the excuse comes up that we're too concerned with pushing features. We don't have time to think about security. Which I'm just is- saying real world feedback, real world insight into actual teams that's often not true. Well, right. Okay. So yes, that so it, does it, happen. Okay. So yeah. all right. All right. I'm with you. That and I does think we happen? would further agree that in those cases, you're not writing quality code because security is first among equals when we're talking about quality code. You, right. So, so that does happen and it's wrong. That statement is yes. factually, let's, I mean, let's be hundred percent clear here. That statement, we can't worry about security. We have to push this feature is factually incorrect. You, Again, it is, is versus ought. I agree with you. That is it's, right, and it's, I'm te- it's wrong of me as a as a frontline developer, rank and file developer. I'm there. I'm shipping features. It's wrong of me to a think or b act as if security is not a primary concern because I'm in, I'm right. I am the one of the two most important participants right. in the overall application 100%. security story. One hundred percent agreed. So my only point is that often people that don't see the vision don't have maybe they're not in a regulated environment and so there's no external pressure on the security focus uh or maybe until they're crappy developers under crappy managers it's Mm -hmm. often the case that security is seen as this thing that we think about when we have time right that is way wrong-headed right so so the so my messaging here is is uh, is in reaction to your to your aughts to the uh, or to the to the is that you're describing here of, of what actually is happening in the market. So I'm not responding to you. I'm responding through you. That thinking is wrong. If you think that it's total <laughs> bull crap. If yeah. you think that, and you're hearing my voice right now, you're wrong. <laughs> As it, I mean, engineers, so we, well, well, let's, let's be corporate about this there. You have an opportunity. No, to no, 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 Your no, security no. program. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Look, another reason <laughs> that I like drawing the line between my my day my daytime work life and my podcast work life <laughs> is that to play I, get to, I don't have to play that game because <laughs> I am talking to an anonymous audience and I can say no 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 this is wrong you are doing yeah, this it is. absolutely one hundred percent wrong headed wrong dumb dumbity dum 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 that is you that dumb is, dumb that is it is it's just flat out that's not how it gets where, done is that is that uh is that the good place uh where What's they that? they keep saying oh no you dumb dumb like that's a recurring uh, it, maybe it's the good place. My, my wife got hooked yeah. on that show. I, I only watched it's the first fun. couple episodes. It's fun. I heard it was you good. Know. I heard it was good. Yeah, maybe it's I'll, fun. Anything Michael sure. I, it's, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I agree. So for example, one of the things we do, um, just, I mean, okay. So I'm in a position where security is not front and center. I have mm-hmm. developers who aren't paying attention. Uh, maybe I, I, I feel like, I feel like you guys are telling me that everything's wrong. Um, what do I do about it? So a couple of easy things. <clears throat> First okay. of all, just pick up the phone and have a conversation. If you've got a if you've got a security team, you're just not in connection with them. Pick up the phone, talk to them, mm-hmm. say, "Hey, we can be doing a better job." I recognize we have gaps. 
what do y'all want us to do? How do we start that conversation? They're going to be able to help. They're going to be overjoyed that you reached out to them. <laughs> first of all, just start, just pick up the phone, pick up Slack, start the conversation. Security, security people might be more socially isolated than your developers. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they really yeah. might. Um, <laughs> Hope and you in so contact. One, so, this is amazing. Yeah. So like a mature, a mature program that the, you've got the security and the governance policies and procedures and that. Okay. So you got to make sure your development efforts are aligned with that. You're checking the boxes. That's fine. We're not doing checkbox security. We actually want things to be hardened in, in real life. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what the security team is pushing for. They actually, right. They right. write the policy just because they want the things in yeah. reality. Yeah. So one thing is, uh, you know, before releases in your code review process is somebody looking at your diffs for your pull requests and looking at them with a security hat on is somebody looking at it, not just to say it, you know, and we haven't, it's, it's the pull request. It hasn't shipped. It hasn't, hasn't gone out yet. So we're not just looking at, does this code look correct? And will it compile? Does it deliver the feature? Does it meet expectations? But also do we introduce any security misses here? Do we, is there anything uh, that we need to be concerned and about. And again, uh, levels, hold on a second, level setting expectations here because you say the security oh. hat and immediately I can hear people, oh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have that hat. I, I, that's well, that's, so that's, that's, that's where no, we no, get no, into. You can. You can. Yeah, you management can. needs to understand exactly what that needs to look like. Um, Developers also, need to understand so, that they can do it. That's the that's, yeah. that's the big. So in my day job, we, we provide uh, we provide annual or more often actually uh, developer security training seminars. Hey, Here's what SQL I is, a SQL injection attack. Here's what XSS, here's CSRF, here's all these different attack vectors. Here's what they look like, and here's how to avoid them. And we don't just use theoretical examples of you know the cat blog or the to-do list app. Mm-hmm. We show, hey, look, last month we caught a SQL I in our product. This is what it was, and this is how it was avoided and remediated. So you need to be on the lookout for this from now, you know. And mm-hmm. so you 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 mm-hmm. solidify it. And because I I haven't yet had a developer where I go and I say, We've, you know, whatever the whatever the route of of discovery is, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we raise the issue, we say, "Hey, can we fix this?" Nobody's ever said, "Well, that's stupid. I don't want to do it. the develop." They, there's a sense any that, any good developer will never ever say right. that. If you even, hear developers, even mediocre developers, if you hear even mediocre developers, they say, "Look, I recognize that this is insecure. Tell me what I got to do." Because they want to do a good job, even if they're mediocre and they can't always do a good job. Um, you don't often get a lot of pushback at that level as long as no. you're clear about the intention and you provide them an environment where that security work is rewarded. No, you know, rather that, than saying, "Okay, now I need you to work Saturday to make up all these remediations that you." No, you've got to provide time for that activity. So that's another tactic. Mm-hmm. Build in when you're planning your cycles, when you're planning your sprints, buffer a little time in there so that you can conduct remediation activities is another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would add in really, it's real easy to just do some training. It like look up the training the OWASP. Is, is clutch. Oh, it's a hundred percent necessary, yeah. and it's really easy for you to even do on your own. But it's super easy for companies. There are whole training programs. Um, so uh, you and I used briefly for a time White Hat Security. Um, I have continued with uh, with that in in some other opportunities. Uh, White Hat has attached to their uh, White Hat is a uh, security scanning service. It does a bunch of automated stuff that you wouldn't expect an engineer to necessarily do. It's, 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 it's actually a programmatic thing. It's not, it, that does not replace good co, uh, uh, security practices. It's, it's an, it's a layer to it. It's something that, uh, if you're doing really well, you would add to it, um, dynamic and static security testing. Um, they have a training program attached to their mm-hmm. services 
that you can just, it, it's just a library. It's an online library. You put it in front of your engineers and you say, go do this, consume, do this. And it's, it's basic information and it covers all the things that are really, really mm-hmm. essential and necessary. And you just walk away again. You, it's just a little bit of study and bam. Or if you've you got, are doing if you've got a, a learning platform, like a plural site or a Udemy or something like yep, this, they just all do search OWASP. I guarantee I, I, it's, it's the content it's I there. know because I've looked for it in, in those two platforms specifically, the content is there. Um, and the easiest way to stop problems, you know, you can't get farther left. You know, everybody wants to talk a big game about shifting left. Mm. And so immediately what people think is, okay, well, integrating later stage tools into the IDE. And it just drives me nuts. I can't stand that. Shifting left, the ultimate left shift is developer education. Setting I mean, up a good program one ones, with yeah. clear requirements and educating. That is as far left as you can get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's practical applications of of what actually you know you're moving stuff left in the you know from the pipeline too so you have to no keep- I, oh, i'm not suggesting there's not that's the only thing you do for sure there's there's a lot of other things that go into it mm-hmm. um for example automated scanning of, of software composition like that we were talking about yeah. looking at dependencies so uh like a platform um i think white source does it Sneak white source does it. There's black a, duck um Black Duck. Fossa, Black Duck. There's a ton of Fossa's good one. Um, and Sneaker both good. We looked at both of those. Oh, um, cool. but you so so they look at your your live your dependencies, your your gem file or your Maven or NPM, whatever third party, you know, whatever. Anywhere platform. you're using third party libraries, um, front end or back yeah. end. So so they'll look at those or a or a white hat like a SAST and a DAST. Um well, those are any di- of those, those kinds of tools. Those are different. You can integrate those into your build pipelines, mm-hmm. and I recommend uh gate your builds based off of that analysis. Yes. So if developer pushes a pull request and it introduces a library that FOSSA says has a you know uh, CBSS of 9.9 associated with that version, you don't let the build pass until they remediate. You don't, you know, part of it is is identification of remediation, but there's also a prevention story. So you can use your build automation to force whatever you can automate to force that into the process as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can, uh, and you're dropping things. Way to go. I, I beg your pardon. I just <laughs> mashed my keyboard accidentally. Uh, the other nice thing about those tools as you automate them, it's important, <clears throat> excuse me, it's important that the engineer get the results and not a manager for two reasons. Mm, okay, yes. so actually, let me let me get a little more nuance to that. So you want, uh, you want security, you want the scanning to go to the left, uh, the left side being where developers, that's the starting point. You're looking at a flow chart, the left side developer writing code. That's the absolute leftist start, most mm-hmm. starting point. And so you want scanning tools to go to the left. You want, do you want developers to have earlier access to scanning results so that they can incorporate those results into their development? sooner yeah. before it even hits a QA or anything like that, because it's very malleable early on. Yeah. You get the results, you make the change, you move on and it becomes an effective non-issue from the get go. Yeah. And, the, and I, yeah. Okay. So that's that. First Sorry, I was going to make a point, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow. Yeah, you're damn right. So you do that <laughs> and then you want the security, you want the reporting results to move towards the right in terms of permanence and severity. Okay. So it's a little bit of nuance here. So, when the scanning tool, yeah. let's let's take a, sc- a generic scanning tool that's scanning for stuffs. 
If it's on the left-hand side, you want those results to go right to the engineer and only the engineer. They don't need to bubble up because, Correct. because it's highly volatile code. It's going to change those results. Even if he doesn't, he or she doesn't make a change to that code, those results could change in a very short amount of time. It makes no sense for those results to bubble up to their manager or to a product owner or anything like that. And if they do, that actually has deleterious effects because now that product owner sees this thing. Oh, crap, there's this thing going on. I've got to go fix right. it. And it's noise that they don't have to chase down. It's noise for the engineer to deal with that panicked product manager. You, you, you don't do yep. that. Yeah, so, agreed. So the reports should go basically in line to the developer and then they should be discarded at the end of the hour day, week, something like that. It shouldn't live permanently anywhere. And then as you're going further right on the chart, as the code progresses in maturity, those report results should get more and more firm. And so they should live longer. They should have a broader audience. Okay, now I have committed to the major feature branch. Well, my project team lead should see it and he should see, he or she should see the results. And then we get to a release candidate. Well, the product owner absolutely needs to see that. And I want to keep those results. You go out into production and, you know, again, like they, it, it, the, the audience gets wider, higher up in the organization. They're more permanent. And here's the other thing. It becomes more of a blocker. So a, an OWASP top 10, like take the most nastiest vulnerability you can think of. At the left side of this, when the developer sees it, it shouldn't stop a thing. The developer's writing the code. I know when I'm writing code, I do a functional pass and I get the code doing what I need it to do. And then I will come back once I know the code is, is working and I make a security pass. Now, that makes it allows me to just mentally separate. I'm, I, you know, from a from an external perspective. It's, it's all one thing. I don't push, you know, the code. I don't say the code is done until I've done both. But in terms of actually getting the work done, that's how I do it. I'll do, I'll build the feature and make it do its thing. And then I'll go through it. I do it as I'm going, but I also, at the end, I'll make a pass and say, okay, you just make sure I'm, I'm dotting all my I's and crossing all my T's. And so if I hit a vulnerability during that process, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a big deal. Shouldn't stop anything. Shouldn't stop me from committing. Shouldn't stop nothing. You get to a QA staging prod the severe you know that 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 barrier should get higher and it should like you said it should be a showstopper you should get to a point and it should you know oh this is an OWASP top 10 this code ain't going anywhere until it's fixed i have a different uh i have a different process design uh in my case and i you know um so so you have a bad process is what you're saying yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. it's actually it's actually not incompatible with what you're suggesting. It's just uh, less granularity. So in our case, the the process we've designed, the developers do get that feedback early and often uh, mm-hmm. at the pull request phase because the pull Perfect. request will trigger a build. The yep. build needs to pass cleanly before it can be merged. And if you have, if you introduce a high a critical severity vulnerability into your into your patch, mm-hmm. it's not the builds the build's going to gate. It won't pass. Right. Um, and those tests are as much as possible done before a build step. So in like a C-sharp project, you actually got to build the thing to get all the analysis and test run. Mm-hmm. Um, something like a like a Ruby or a JavaScript, um, you can do all the analysis. There is no compile step, so it, it, there's no contention. Well, there. I but mean, containerizing regardless, things like that. Um, so we, we, do, uh, we do gate things based on policies on every 
on every commit, which includes pull requests. Mm -hmm. So that's as far left as we go. And then our, um, our identification and oversight happens then yes, at the, at like master, the main branch, Mm -hmm. um, or if it's like a dynamic scan, we usually do that in UAT, right? It's the right most environment before prod because I don't want to put a security tool, pardon me, point a security scanning tool that's looking for problems at my production. Because even though everybody in the market will say, oh, no, we shouldn't change any records against the system we're, we're tapping on. Yeah, I don't trust you. And so um, <laughs> I'm going to get as far right as possible on the dynamic scans without going to prod. Um, but that remediation and oversight is either production UAT for that reason, mm-hmm. or the master branch if it's a code level scan. I don't do the stuff in between because every pull request from a story back into its epic, or from the epic back into the sprint, or from the sprint back into the main branch, all of those are pull requests. All of the gating builds run on all of those, so it, mm-hmm. it kind of happens. But I, I expose that feedback far left. Um, so it's really the two things: it's it's the front end on the developer's uh, desk. And then it's the final oversight. We really don't pay attention, and maybe this is to our detriment. I don't know the value of escalating things to intermediate groups in between. Well, um, that certainly, inter- you know, might make sense. Um, the one thing that I've always pushed back against is the IDE integrations. Um, those I think have insidious side effects. Um, I want to. Okay, I'm, so I'm not I want a personal fan of. Okay, so I, I'd like to talk to you about those. But before we do, yeah. you know, you mentioned you you talked about how you have a simpler setup than what I was describing. What I was actually describing is a sliding scale. You know, imagine them as slopes with infinite number of stop points in between. There is no there is no set rule here. It's entirely dependent on the organization and the so- and its size and complexity. I did this kind of assessment for a uh, a company in the healthcare space a name that you would absolutely recognize okay and they were they were in the healthcare space they were a big big company they had a lot of people a lot of moving parts and so they're going to have lots of those little nuanced steps in between just because mm-hmm. of the size and scope mm-hmm. of the organization yeah your okay team, so you're you're describing smaller. kind of the 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 framework the and framework i'm saying oh yeah our implementation yeah here's has how you right yeah. i'm saying yeah. here okay. i'm saying here's the here's the sliding scale and yeah, you're you talking about where you're yeah. dialing in the knobs which is fine i mean it's a, it's a mm-hmm. you are giving an example implementation of what i'm yeah. describing which is great i mean that's exactly what you're what you're describing now you just mentioned not doing ide integrations which mm-hmm. it, uh, I was going to say earlier when you were talking that uh, having I, I like moving and I like tools that support giving as much information to the engineers possible early Shift on. Left. So as yeah. many. So all of these tools, like if I could. So White Hat does static application and 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 dynamic. Um or no, wait, White Hat's static, uh, check marks, I think is a, or White Hat's dynamic, uh, check marks is a static, okay? If I could put a check marks static scanner on the desktop of every single engineer to run whenever that engineer wanted to do it, I would 110% do it. I would give them all that con- that level of scanning. But you, but you're, you were talking about the IDE tools. What's your, what's your concern there? I'm not sure if we disagree. Uh, yet, it's so not. I'm, I'm, I'm it's curious. not technical, right? Okay. So let's let's suppose you have an IDE, and let's suppose you also have a security tool that has a native integration with the IDE. Okay. And let's suppose uh, let's suppose you can expose those insights to the developer at coding time. Right. Um, and uh, that may work. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that that's unwise globally. Um, in the few cases where I've discussed it, my concern is really it's a it's a people problem and a process issue and a, and a group issue, not a, not a technology thing. I don't like as a manager, I don't like being in a position to tell people what tools they have to use locally. Right. So you okay. use Git and that's all I anything to the left of you using Git, I really don't care about. Hmm. I, if you're Vim or Emacs or Visual Studio well, Enterprise well, or your VS Code or your it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter to me. Now, certain there are certain tools you have to, you know, because you know, if you're writing a Xamarin app, there are only certain editors you, you know, I get that. I'm not Xamarin. Um, <laughs> my my purpose my my point though is I don't like being in the right, business no. of of getting my hands in what the developers are doing workflow wise. Okay. Um and then if a company is going to spend money on a new tool and if they're in the habit of thinking about IDE integrations then that's going to become an acceptance criteria. You're not going to get the best pool tool for the job if you start bastardizing your acceptance criteria with all of these add-ons that not every developer may be able to leverage. Then there's going to be pressure to start dictating what the developers uh, use okay. on their local. And I think what we can do to support this workflow is do a pipeline on every commit rather than just at the pull request phase. So okay. if the developer is curious about getting feedback early and often, they just have to commit to their story branch and push that to the server. They'll get build results before they send the PR. Mm -hmm. And so... It's it's just this organ. It's this weird you're talking about social psychological thing that it gets more complicated when you start having those. Okay, discussions. so you're talking about you're talking about dev ergonomics. Your concern is not about yeah. tooling. You're concerned about dev ergonomics, which I can well no and overall support. Right, if we go down this road, it's not just that we, we're requiring some devs use VS Enterprise when they would have been happy with VS Code. That's not all it is. It's also then there's going to be this pressure to buy more expensive tools that nobody actually needs. Well, that's it. okay. So, so yes, uh, there's, there's, you, you don't want to waste money. You don't want to pressure the engineers to use a certain format. I, I like, I like giving the engineers freedom to work in whatever yeah. environment they want. The, the notion that you would mandate a given setup to me is kind of silly. Um, beyond, you know, some, some organizations because of HIPAA and other compliance reasons will make you do all of your work on a, on a company owned uh, machine just for just to uh, keep all of that work contained, which I can I can get behind. But I sort of stop there, and then whatever tools you want to use on that application, you know, as long as you get right. the work done. And that's done, just my management style. Hey, right. as long as you're submitting your code through Git, I don't care right. what's okay. going on locally. So so what I so then what I was suggesting actually gels really well with what you're talking about because I'm suggesting tools that you can expose to the developer on their local machines stop that's the end of the definition now if it has an IDE integration and they happen to use that IDE great you know let them let them use it but if and I I'm, and if I'm, I'm okay a, with that posture right but if yeah. I'm a hard and but if I'm a hardcore um uh command line uh, developer and I, I don't like using that. Don't like using IDEs. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a text editor. I've, I've been sublime text, uh, fan for, you know, like a decade now. So I, I don't like IDEs, but if I have the tool and it's exposed to me and I can use it, you know, and the company says, no, you will use this tool for scanning. You will use this scanning tool. You code, you code however you want to code, but you will use this scanner. 
okay, Frank, in your sublime text, you're going to go over here and run this executable from the command line or something like that. And Chris, from your from VS Code, you have an integration if you want to. But the mandate stops at use this use this tool. So I think the messaging that we're talking about is actually more oriented at the security scanning manufacturers and vendors that they should two things push push availability and functionality of your tooling as far to the developer's local machine as you possibly can. Oh, and, well, that's a, that's a competitive and the results, I mean, they know uh, that because that's, that's a competitive advantage. It's a competitive advantage. Most of them know that now that, well, some of them are okay about it. I would like to, honestly. Well, they, they know it whether they do anything about it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would like to see better. So like some of these static, some of these static scanners because of how they operate with seats and because of how they handle and process the results, they, um, it really handcuffs their client, their, their customers from being able to do it locally. And and I think that that's, that's a failure on their part. And the person who solves this in the market first is going to, is going to win big. So push it as le- as local left to the developer's local machine as possible. And then two, uh, the, the tool should operate. Yeah. You offer all the ID integrations you want, you know, go ham, but the tool should stand on its own. I should have a way to do it that is not intrinsically and uh, intrinsically tied to a specific IDE or a specific environment. If I'm on Windows, give me an executable, give me a PowerShell command line tool, something. Linux, command line. You know, Mac, give me a homebrew. And then, you know, I enter my... Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, A little bit of a break there. Sorry. Um, As soon as you dropped off, I saw... um, Ashburn, uh, high packet loss in Comcast backbone in Virginia. So I think. So Comcast, there is something up with Comcast. Okay. I want to, I want to finish the thought. So yeah. ID integration. Great. Make it optional. The tool just has to work as much locally as possible. That's the, so I'm, that's the and, and I'm, I'm okay with that. My problem is that what I've seen in the past is, okay, now we make it optional. People come to depend on it. Then it becomes a selection criteria and then right. you bastardized your search committee. You calcify around one specific offering, right. you lose flexibility. So right. in, in my design of this process, typically, um, I don't even want developers access into the um, uh, into the tooling, uh, into the, the sneak or the white hat or the burp or whatever the product is. So anyhow, I, I agree those things are nice, uh, but, but what can happen is you wind up calcifying things around specific tools when you expose them to the endpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, my requirement when I, so you're saying your selection criteria, you, you like to see the availability of that. Right. I want to be, I want the engineer tooling, and that's great. Um, my, my selection criteria, my requirement is that you have an API and I can integrate it really well into the pipeline so that when a developer pushes a commit or even you know or at the pr stage uh when they see the build log they get actionable intelligence right there in the build log with the failure so they know what they have to go fix for sure um, without complicating their development workflow so i think we're you know our, our and it would certainly be fine if if we do pick an offering and it does have ide integration I'm not going to prevent a developer from using it if they have an ID that supports that. That's that's not a problem to me. Um, but I don't make that as a as a policy. I don't require it. I don't look for it. Um, and I don't claim to support it. If it does exist, great. You're off on your own. If you need some help, we'll try to get you support to set it up. But that's you know that that may break or disappear at any time. It's kind of the promise I make. Yeah. I, so I think that um, I mean that's that's okay. 
the but you are again it's that it's that firmness i i i love it when the engineer has the opportunity okay i've reached a point i'm gonna do a quick scan nobody needs to know what the results are nobody needs to know how bad my code actually looks here and uh yeah that's 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 a that's a very nice yeah. to have. And the more and the other thing is there's an education component to this, too. The more the engineers run these kinds of scans, lo- if they're local, they can run them more often and they can run them with no uh, potential recourse, you know, no, no damaging effects, even if it's just personal uh you know, ego hits, you know, damage to personal reputation. Oh, did you see that, that, that submission that, that Chris put in there and it ran that scan. It found 45, 45 mistakes. What an idiot. You know, you, they, there's that mental barrier too. And we want to try and avoid that. So I think that if you, if you make it, it's like, it's like searching Google anonymously. Well, you're not actually anonymous on Google, but you know, your friends don't know what you're searching on Google. And so you're able to ask all the questions that you actually have and get actual answers without, you know, worrying about the, uh, the recourse of it. Um, I think that's the, um, I think that's the big thing. And so having that tool exposed and being able to see those results and then act on them, that makes them a better engineer faster. And it also makes the code better faster. That's why I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole, the whole point of shift left is to reduce the cycle time, reduce the amount of time mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. when something is written and when the feedback gets to them about ways to improve it. And so I don't think anybody's going to argue that the IDE integrations are bad, right? There's a right. lot of advantages there. You do have to balance that with the operational complexity that they might bring. And again, this is like cautionary tale stuff. I've, and it's, it's again, not that I I'm upset about them. Um, you know, again, it's just, and you got to design your process, you know, have a program, have a process, have it be communicated between mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. managers or, or your, your, you know, direct reports or, or your boss, whoever, you know, wherever you are in the org, um, have a program, have it be clear, have the expectations be clear, and then find tooling that solves problems you actually need to be solved. Um, and so I think we're both just kind of hinting at ways to do that. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's moving. Yeah, it. I it's, think they're not incompatible approaches. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so either. They are, you know, we're, we're getting into, we're getting into the, the, the nuanced discussion, uh, you know, star Wars versus star yeah. Trek doesn't matter. You're both nerds. You know, there's, right. there's kind of that, there's kind of that bleed over at the stage that we're, um, yeah. that we're, that we're talking about here. I think it would. So to know that the majority and I'm going to say super to know that the super majority of development teams and development organizations were putting thought into this process would be an improvement from where we are now. <laughs> I think that's like at, in terms of in terms of overall, like putting a bow on this, just to know that more people than not were really thinking about this and the solution may differ. The reasons may the rationale. I mean, I don't care. Um but it would be nice to know that this was the norm. And I don't think it is yet. We're getting a, a ton of money has poured into um, InfoSec in the last decade, like a, an ungodly amount of money. Um, and it is it is raising the awareness. And that's been good. We still got a lot of room to grow. Yeah. So I think I, I agree. There's lots of room to grow. I try to think I, I tend to think optimistically about this. Our organizations in general, the supermajority, like you said, doing a bad job. Yeah, 
Probably. But I also would like to think, and I have met a number of them, I would also like to think that in most of these organizations, there's at least one or two individuals who recognize the gap and are doing what they can from where they're at to be able to Mm -hmm. make a change and be able to effectuate, uh, make things better. And and push that organization forward. Sometimes they're just engineers. Sometimes they're not just yeah. engineers. Sometimes they're engineers. Sometimes it's a manager. Sometimes it's a security person. Sometimes it's a, it's an executive, and they are pushing this boulder up the hill. And good on them. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. Fight the good fight. I think that's all you can do. Yeah, and I think it's it's it is important though to have um, have the discussion, have the goal in mind. And then whether you proceed towards that goal opportunistically or on some schedule, you know, have a goal and make progress toward it uh, and be thoughtful about that. All right, let's get out of here. have to bring that level down a little bit faster next time well thanks again for uh, another great episode of refactored uh thanks for bantering with me again chris i uh, always a pleasure and uh let's see if you're looking to hear more about what chris has to say god knows why you can go check him out over on tonkinson.com if you want to hear more of uh, my genius you can go over to hotcoals.com our uh let's see show website refactored.work If you've got feedback for us, you can hit us up at feedback at refactor.work. And uh, yeah, we'll see you for uh, actually double digit, real double digit next time, right? Whoa. Raise the roof. (laughs) You say 10, I say 11. Potato, potato. Whatever. (laughs) I'm right. You're wrong. That's just going to be the ongoing. Yeah. All right. Fine. Whatever. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.